Be'ezrat Hashem to start. So we are in Chav Vav, Amud Aleph, 26a. We are in the third line. So the previous Gemara mentioned that a person cannot use as a fuel for Shabbos candles, and even during the week, balsam, balsam oil, because it's very, how do you pronounce it, Anthony? Volatile or volatile? How do you pronounce it? Volatile, volatile, or also you can say uh, flam flammable. So it's very, it's very volatile, and also that's even during the week. And also in Shabbos, you shouldn't use bals balsam oil because it smells strong and good, and a person might come to use it on Shabbos. So let's start today in the third line. So I Hamasa. Hamoso. So when you speak the relationship, you're gonna see what a strong story I give out between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. So this certain mother-in-law, the Abbas Sanyala Le Colosa. He hated her daughter-in-law. You know, this for a mother there's never a good enough lady for her son. So this lady just hated her daughter-in-law. So listen what this little lady did. Unbelievable. Ambrala. So first he told the daughter-in-law, Zil, when you go, ikashit the mishra de afarsema. When you put some in your face, some like perfume of balsam oil. So a good daughter-in-law, she listened to her mother-in-law, asla ikashit. And she put some balsam oil. Ki asa ambrala. Then she came back, and the mother-in-law told her, Zil Asli Shraga. So she told her, you know what, now go, and now uh, light a candle using also balsam oil. So Asla, as, Asla, so she went and she lit Asla Shraga, the candle with balsam oil, the Impachva Nura, so fire came up, so it was a connection between the balsam oil on the candle and the fact that she had balsam oil on her face and she completely got burnt. And she got consumed. So unbelievable. So maybe after this episode, that is when the Chochamim say, you know what? <laughs> Don't use balsam oil to light. What a story, huh? Okay. Um, because we're speaking about balsam oil, the Gemara is going to quote a Pasuk, but with nothing to do with our topic, just the balsam oil. So this is a Pasuk in the prophet Yermiao that says, mm. So this is a, a verse referring after Nebuzardan was the top general of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, that this Nebuzaradan went and destroyed the first temple. Actually, the Gemara said, after what he did, he converted, and uh, from his descendants, you had Talmid Chochomim. I, I think Shemaya and Aftalion, but I think the one descendants of him. Okay, so it says in the Pasuk that he left over from the poorest people of the land of Israel. He didn't take them to the exile to Babylon, he left them 
Ishir left them in the land of Israel. Lechormim. So literally, Chormim means people that gather, like collect grapes. The Yogvim is from the word Yekev, people that will press the wine. Now, it doesn't make sense, look in the footnotes, to take the verse literally. So rather the Gemara brings a deeper meaning of what these two types of people ended up doing in the land of Israel. Tani Rav Yosef, Elu Melakte Afar Simon. So the Kormim is not really grape gatherers like harvesters, rather people that would gather and harvest balsam oil. Me'engedi ve'ad Ramasa. From the place called Engedi to the, to, to the Ramah. So it was in a similar way, that's why it's called gathers of grapes, but it was gather, gather, people gathering this oil. The Yogbim, in, instead of taking literally people for the wine press, Elo Tzayedei Chilazon. These were the people that would capture the Chilazon. We know the Chilazon is an animal. It's not an animal, it's a sea creature that you press the animal and blood, blue blood comes out and uh, that's what we use for the tzitzis. So you know, um, you've noticed many people already hold that we know which is a chilazon and people already started using in their talis and the tzitzis this blue dye. So they would uh, collect, they would uh, capture the chilazon from the place called the, the, the Sulamos of Tzur, Sulamos means the heights of Tzur, Vead Haifa, until the port of Haifa, that this is in the Mediterranean coast. So it was uh, similar to call them people that they press wine, because they would press this Hilazon to get out the blue dye. So looking Rashi, Nebuzardan left them in the land of Israel, so he can bring the balsam oil and also the die of the Hilazon for royal purposes in Babylon. Okay, let's go back to our topic. If you remember in the Mishnah, the Mishnah was speaking, which oils can we use to light Shabbos candles? Tevel is any produce before Truma and Miser has been separated from it. That is table. So says over here the Braisa, if you have a table, and any, any Jew that collected, the, the harvested his grain, and then for whatever the reason it is, it became impure. Let's say he had a, a warehouse full of grain, and then one of the workers died inside of the house, so everything became a tummy mess through the oil, through the roof, so all that grain that became impure, when, let's speak about grain, let's speak about olive oil. So you cannot use that olive oil to light, to light for candles. Not even during the week, when And I don't even need to tell you, says the Braisa, that also on Shabbos you can't. So look in the Mephoshim, they ask the question, Toysos I think is the one, what is What is Shabbos worst that for sure you couldn't more than any day of the week? Like at the end of the day, this is just pure oil. So what difference makes it whether it is pure or impure? 
that you shouldn't be able to use it for, there's no reason not to use it for Shabbos. Maybe, maybe because of the continuation, we're going to see maybe why the price I use, and I don't even need to tell you that also Shabbos will be forbidden. That's one thing. The other thing, look in the footnotes, is that the Brisa says, "En malikim betevel tame." You cannot use tevel impure to light candles. So let me ask you a question: What about tevel pure? So according to Rashi, it's both. That you can also kalva chomer. Look in Rashi. Says Rashi, kalva chomer when is. Not Kalba Homer, but Rashi says, yeah, Kalba Homer, yeah, Rashi says, because she can be tower. Rashi says, not only you cannot use table, again, before you separate Trum and Miser, not, not only you cannot use when it's impure, all the more so you cannot burn it when it's pure. Look in the footnotes, Tracer said, it's not like Kalba Homer, it's just the same thing. We're going to see from a pasuk, you cannot use table, whether pure or impure for your candles. Some other would say, look in the footnotes, no, pure table, it's okay. I, I really wouldn't um, understand why you can burn table. Maybe because you're burning it, you're not benefiting from it in terms of eating. Maybe when it's pure, it's okay. But only when it's impure, it's not okay. We have to understand why those late mephoshim make that difference between pure and impure. Russian tracers, Learn, it doesn't make a difference whether it's impure or pure. We're going to see soon why you can't. Kayotebo, in a similar way, continues the Braisa, Ed Malikim Beneft. So, Neft is Nafta, some sort of a, probably made out of oil, petrol. Lavan, which is white Nafta, Bechoil, even during the week, because it's very volatile. Volatile. So just like the um, at the beginning, we I spoke to you about the balsam is very dangerous. So don't even use this uh, nafta during the week because it's very volatile and very dangerous. And I don't even need to tell you that it's for sure forbidden on Shabbos. Now over here, it does make sense to say, look in the footnotes. I don't even need to tell you that you shouldn't on Shabbos. Because like, like we learned yesterday, something that smells bad, you might end up going out of the room, and then wouldn't be covered Chavez. So there's two reasons over here. One reason, even during the week, because it's very dangerous, and in Chavez, because it smells bad. So going back to what I mentioned at the beginning of the Brisa, regarding the table, that when it comes to table, it makes no difference. It's not more stringent not to use table during Chavez and during the week, so why the brighter said, I don't even need to tell you not to use it on Shabbos. So we saw previously many times, it's just a matter of symmetry, style. So even though regarding table maybe makes no difference between the week and Shabbos, but since regarding nafta, neft, it uh, yes makes a difference. Maybe that's why in both cases, the brighter uh, used the lashon, so the Gemara, asks the origin for this. Beshlam and Neft. I understand when it comes to Nafta. Laban, white Nafta. Not to use it. Mimne af 
because it's very vol vol volatile, and that's why you shouldn't use it. Avaltebel, but what is the problem with oil? Before you separate truma, they became tome, they became impure, my time. Why a person cannot use it for Shabbos candles? Omar Kra, because remember we saw yesterday a verse. Says the Torah, Bani, Ine nosati lecha es mishmeres trumosai. Behold, says Hashem to Aaron Akoen, I'm giving you my watches of my trumot in plural. And from here, we learn, Beshtei trumos akasu medaber. The verse is referring to two trumot. So, Achas trumateora, that Hashem was giving the Kwanim, the trumateora, to be used to be eaten. The Achas trumatmea, and one was the truma that became impure, that you, you can uh, consume it as fuel for whatever need you have. But then, with the, the, over here, they bring another drasha from this comparison of the two types of trumot. Mat truma teora, but just like the truma that is pure. It's not really yours until the separation. The owner, the Israel, the normal Jew that has this oil, it belongs to him when it's stable, and the, the Kohen can only start using it once Truma has been taken out of that oil, now became separated, he can have benefit of this pure oil of Truma. So the same thing of Truma Tmea, the same thing applies to impure Truma, you can only make use of it once you separate it and, and onwards for, to be burned. So we see, but before it's been separated, as long as it's still table, the owner cannot use that for burning. Okay, in the previous page, when we spoke about, uh, at the end of the previous page, the Rabbi Shimon Lazar Oimer en Malikim Betzori, that when he taught a person shouldn't uh, kindle the Shabbos candles with, sorry, with balsam. So now the Gemara is going to bring us the entire brisa. So this brisa is quite long, goes almost onto the very end of this side of the page. And this brisa is going to bring the different opinions, many, many Tanaim, regarding which fuels, which oils can a person use for Shabbos candles. And this is going to connect this Mishnah that in the, we started the Mishnah at the end of Chavdalit uh, Base 24b, and also goes back to the Mishnah, the first Mishnah of this chapter, which is the 20b. So this is going to be a little bit of a summary of the different oils and fuels that a person can or cannot use for Shabbos. So if you get a little bit dizzy with so many opinions and so many components, maybe just do some Hazara, and you can use also, the, the obviously, the fullness of the ask. So goofy. So let's go for it. <coughs> so the Braisa teaches all these different opinions. Starting with Rabbi Shimon Elazar, Oimer, and Malikim Batsori. You cannot kindle with balsam. And also, he would say, Tsori, the balsam enuela slav, slav means sap, uh, meatsei aktav, that comes out from the balsam trees. 
So according to him, that is the origin of the balsam. Rabbi Shmuel Oimer, Rabbi Shmuel says, Kola Yetzeminaetz en Malikim Boy. Rabbi Shmuel says, any component that comes out of a tree, you cannot use it. Look in the footnotes, and maybe if you ever did Bameh Malikim, Bameh Malikim on Friday before Kabbalah Shabbos, I mean, after Kabbalah, the end of Kabbalah Shabbos, you're going to remember this is going to be also Mishnah in page 27. But not to get confused, over there the Mishnah in page 27 is going to speak about wicks. So Rabbi Shmuel says, don't use wicks of a tree. And over here is referring not something that you cannot use as a wick, but something you cannot use as a fuel. So remember, this price is speaking about fuels, oils that you can use or not. So according to Rabbi Ishmael, any derivative of a tree, any sap of a tree, you cannot ignite with it Shabbos candles. Why not? Because it's not easily drawn uh, by the wick. Okay, so let's tr keep this on mind. Rabbi Shimon Milazar says, don't use balsam. And Rabbi Shmuel adds, any sap of a tree, you shouldn't use it. Then Rabbi Shmuel ben Beroka, this is a different Rabbi Shmuel, Oimer, en mablikin ela beyoitze min apri. According to him, you can only use oils that are derivative of a fruit. So he comes to exclude anything that is of an animal origin. He's vegetarian. Rabbi Tarfanoimer, we remember in the Mishnah, in page 24b, said, According to Rabbi Tarfon, not only he limits to fruit, but only olives. That's the only oil of olives you can use for Shabbos candles. So then, O mother Rabbi Yochanan ben Benuri, Rabbi Yochanan ben Benuri rose on his feet, Alta Glav, the Amar, no! It's not like that. Maya, so if you are so machmir, so stringent, that only permitting people to, to, to lead Shabbos candles with olive oil, Maya, so and Shei Babel, what are going to do people in Babylonia? Shelaim Ela Shemen Shum Shemin. Over there, there's no olives. There's only sesame seed oil. Umaya Su and Shei Madai. And what are the people in Persia? Shelaim Ela Shemen Egoizim. Over there, they don't even have sesame. They only have a walnut that we, I told you we use that for Pesach. Umayasu Anshei Alexandria. Alexandria Shemitraim, that was a big city in Egypt. Shelaim Ela Shemen Snonos. Over there they only have oil from the seeds of the radishes. Umayasu Anshei Kaputkia. Kaputkia was also a different place. Shelaim Lokach Velokach. They don't have any of these. Ela Neft, Nafta. Ela. Rather, says Rabbi Yochanan Nuri, and this is the opinion of the sages of the Mission 24, the only restrictions are those stated by Chochamim that end Madlikin, that they stated in the Mishnah in page 20, side B. So there were five oils in the Mishnah in, in page 20, which were not to light with peach oil, with wax oil, with cottonseed oil, with a tail of an animal's, an animal, animal's tail's oil, fat, and with tallow. 
the only, the only ones you can't. All the rest, you can. And then he came to add umadlikim, beshemen, dogin, and you can also use oil of, the, of fish. So look in the footnotes, again, two opinions between Rashi and Toysos, which type of fish are we dealing over here? According to Rashi, <laughs> I'm sorry, with the innards, melted innards. Oh, not melted, but uh, uh, diluted, like uh, made liquid innards of fish, will be itran. And remember, the itran was the residue of the peach. Rabbi Shimon Shazuri Oymer, Rabbi Shimon Shazuri says, Madlikim Beshemen Pakuois Ubeneft. So he came to say, no, we light with the oil of Pekuois, which is Colosinth, or with Nafta. So look over there in the footnote number, number 27. That the Rishonim know that this Rav Shimon Menshezuri, what is he coming to add to Rabbi Yochan Ben-Nuri? Also, Rabbi Yochan Ben-Nuri said you can ignite with all this. So there's two ways of learning what Rav Shimon Menshezuri comes to say. Either only these two things you can ignite, not any of the previous ones, or <coughs> the other way around. Or maybe only the toises have a different toises have a different text. No, these, ones, these two ones you can't. Okay, that's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon Ben Shizuri. Rabbi Shimon Ben Shizuri. <coughs> then, Sumchus is another Tana. Oimer, Kola Yotzimina Basar, Elmad Lekim Boy. Any animal derivative, you cannot ignite with it. Ela Shemen Dogim. Only uh, oil from the fish. The Gemara asks, Sumchus Ainotanekama? One second. But that, what Sumchus just told us is the same thing that Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri said. So it's the same thing. The Tanakam over here is Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri. So what is the difference between Sumchus and Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri? So Ikamenayu, the Gemara ends, the Rabbi Bruna Amarav. Remember, we also mentioned that yesterday. Rabuna in the name of Rab holds that if you had, he was speaking, Rabuna in the name of Rab, of two things whether tallow or whether fish innards that got dissolved, that on their own you can't, but if you add a mixture olive, uh, of olive, a little bit of permitted oil to, to each of these, then it, go, it, gonna, it would be permitted. So they are arguing according to that alaha, but it's not clear who holds what. So let me, le, le, let's please go together to the footnote number 31, when we're going to explain more or less what Rashi brings, how it comes out. So I'm going to read to you in the middle of the footnote. It's like this. The actual disagreement plays out as follows. According to, the, to one Tana, which don't know which, who, who holds what, but according to one of these two, melted tallow is permitted when combined with valid, valid oil, but dissolved fat innards are permitted by themselves, which means one of them came to be more lenient than even the opinion of Rav, of Rav Bruna in the name of Rav. According to Rav, what only would be permitted when they are mixed with some permitted oil, but according to this Tana, even on their own, 
dissolved fish in us are permitted by themselves. According to the other Tana, melted tallow is never permitted. And it, it is the dissolved fish in us that are permitted, but only when combined with valid oil. So this opinion is even more machmir than rough. I won't get into Taisos because I, I, as, as it is, it's getting a bit complicated and I think we're getting dizzy with so many options of different oils. Okay, so my dear friends, this is the end of the topic of the different opinions of which oils can a person use as fuel for Shabbos candles. Now we're going to move on to a completely different topic. And this is the topic of Tuma. Remember with a little bit of that beforehand. So the Gemara goes back to this topic. Tanya. And why? Because it's the same author, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, as the opinion of the balsam oil. There's a price that it teaches. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, any derivative of the tree, Eimo mishum shalosh al shalosh. So, one thing, we have to do a little bit of an ulpan of Hebrew, and it gets a bit complicated, but in Hebrew, you know, today, people want to uproot the liberals, gender, even from people. So, I have bad news for them. In Hebrew, there's gender even in the numbers. So, there's different way to call number one, for a male, a different way to call number one or two or three or four or five for a lady. So what I'm telling you this, because I don't want you to get confused over here, we're going to be jumping from the word shalosh to the word shlosha with a, with a hey. So shalosh is feminine, and shlosha with a hey is masculine. So the word shalosh, three on a in a female version, is speaking for its vows. So also, bad news for the liberals, also when it comes to objects, they have gender. So etva, finger, is a feminine. So, so says, look in Rashi, Eimbo mishum shalosh shalosh lekabel tuma begimel etzvaos, with three in feminine fingers. So, the, the Gemara is going to go back and forth for the following page on the other side of the page, on Havzain, speaking about three fingers in feminine or three tfachim in masculine. So a tefach is a masculine and a finger is a feminine. So shalosh in feminine is fingers. So look in the footnotes that one finger is one quarter of a tefach. So three fingers is three quarters of a tefach. And then three tfachim is going to be obviously much more. So what, what difference when it makes how many fingers or how many tfachim you've got over here? When it comes to a garment, depending the size of the cloth, if it's considered a garment or not. So you have something so small that is three fingers square is so small that only poor people would consider that a, a garment. Now, when it comes to tuma, to impurity, to have the impurity of a garment, only if it's considered a garment, otherwise it won't become impure. So, 
the difference is when it's so small that only poor people can wear that garment, there's less of a possibility to become impure. When it was already as big as three tfahim, that also rich people wear those type of garments, maybe like a scarf or a, a handkerchief, so handkerchief. So such big garments might be more susceptible to tumor. And we're going to see there's a machlokes between Abai and Robe regarding that topic. So let's read and translate and hope we can keep with this alohis. Again, according to Rabbi Shem Elazar, anything that is a produce of a tree, a derivative of a tree, and it can be cotton, it can be also we here to bring the name of it. Um, could be hemp. Actually, yesterday I went to look at hemp. It was very cool. They make houses out of hemp. It, it looks like a, a cannabis, some marijuana over there. But also, it's been used for garments. So that type of garment, anything that comes out of the tree, we're going to see soon, it doesn't, it's no mechabal tumor. It cannot become impure. And therefore, you have a rule. Anything that cannot become impure, you can also use it for a sukkah because it's coming out of the tree. And you can use anything that grows from the ground as schach, as roof of your sukkah. Okay, this is Rabbi Shimon Lazar. Let's move to the next page. Have I explained this opinion? Rabbi Shimon Lazar, from whether he get that such garments of three by three uh, of any other material, they don't receive tuma. I mean, the root of the tree, they don't receive tuma because he's basing himself in the teaching of a town of, Rabbi, of the way Rabbi Ishmael, a, a, a sage of the yeshiva of Rabbi Ishmael. Amr they're both holding in the same way. So Rabbi Shimon Lazar Ademaran. Rabbi Shimon Lazar is the one we just quoted, we just mentioned. Tanya the Ishmael Mai, what is the other one of the of the of the, teach, the student of the Yeshiva Rabbi Ishmael? The following, the Tani. It's been uh, taught in the following. Now, look in Rashi. When Rabbi Shimon Lazar said that other components of the tree derivative of the tree, they don't receive tumor when made into garments. It's not only, says Rashi, things that come out of the tree, but could be anything, could be goat's hair or anything. The only thing that can receive, accept tumor, as we're going to see soon, is things made out of wool or flax, linen or wool. The Tanya Devra Ishmael, oil stam. We have in the Torah, Many places regarding many aspects of Tuma that speaks about any garment. Look in Rashi, Kegon Tuma Shrotzim, we're going to see soon in the next page, of a, a creepy animal, eight type of creepy animals that if they die, they transmit uh, impurity. Tuma Sames, when a, a dead, a corpse of a human being, 
So in all of them, the Torah says that garments become tamedic, become impure. But continues the Tana de Ishmael, Uparat mehem but when it comes to t the tomb of Tsaras, of, of speaking Lashonor and people get Tsaras, over there the Torah specified that only garments of Tzemer and Pishtim, wool and linen, flax, can become impure. So, look in Rashi. Uparat lecha kasu bechad mehen, betumas negoim, kalal tchila. Initially, it tells you any garment can become impure. parat. And then, to, tells the Torah specifically only two types of textiles. Parat. So, we have one of the 13, also of Tanadibir Rabbi Shmuel, we say before Mismo Shechan Ugasavayt David in Shachris, we have. Klalu Prat, one of the 13 Midos, Shator and Nidoreshus Bayem, is Klalu Prat. So, Klalu Prat, Elecha, Elamasheve Prat. When you have a general mentioning of something, and then the Torah comes and excludes and tells you a Prat, only this, Elecha, Elamasheve Prat. So, we learn only whatever is in the Prat. So, we learn regarding Saras that only garments of wool and linen can become impure. And then you make another of the 13 attributes that the Torah is, is being learned by them, that is mamatzinu, binanav. So if we found regarding tzaras only wool and linen, you bring it across the board that only garments of, of pishtim and, and linen, linen and wool can transmit tumah, not only of tzaraz, but anything. So this is what Abayah said. From where, from where did uh, Rabbi Shimon Menelazar knows that only pishtim and wool, linen, flax and wool can acquire tumah in a garment of three by three etzvaos, the size of three by three fingers, only those two components, only those two materials, we learn it from this teaching of, of uh, the Tani Devei Rabbi Shmuel. Rove disagrees with Abaye. According to Rove, he agrees that uh, when it comes to um, Rabbi Shimon Lozar, it's only shlosha shlosha. It's only those small garments that only with wool and linen. Rabbi Amar, but but shlosha shlosha shlosha. Rabbi Amar shlosha shlosha v'shar v'gadim ikavinayu. But it, when it comes not to shlosha with a hay, which is masculine, which is three tfachim. So if you have bigger garments, that is three by three. There is going to be a machlekes, an argument between Rabbi Shimon Lazar and the Tana, the student of the yeshiva of Rabbi Shmuel. There Rabbi Shimon Lazar because Rabbi Shimon Lazar said that only if there are three by three fingers, then 
only wool and linen. But from there, Robert learns, oh, according to Rabbi Azar, only in three by three fingers, only these two materials get tuma. But if it's already a bigger garment, three by three tfahim, according to the, the according to Rabbi Azar, any material, all of the all of them, uh, cotton, whatever it is, will also acquire tuma. We're going to see soon from where he gets it. And according to the time of Rabbi Ishmael, in the limud we just saw, no garment besides linen and wool would acquire tuma. Lazily. So, after the Gemara already explained, brought two Tanaim and two Amoroim explaining the Tanaim, now the Gemara is going to understand the sources in the Torah for all this. So let's start with the first one. The Kuli Alma, Mias, Shalosh, Shalosh, Betzem, Rufishtim, Mitame, Benegaim. Everybody agrees, Abai and Rove, Rabbi Shimon Lazar and Rabbi Shmuel, the student Rabbi Shmuel, that a small garment is only three by three fingers within wool and flax, mitame, menagaim. We will acquire the tuma of tsaras, minalan. What is the source for that? Says the Gemara de Tanya. Because look in the following Braisa. In the Chuma, she says, Begin, regarding Saras, that a garment is going to become impure. So, in Lila Begin, so a Begin has to be larger, bigger, three by three, Tfahim. Shalosh al Shalosh Minnaim, or maybe even more than that, like a proper Begin, a proper garment. Shalosh al Shalosh Minnaim, a small little garment of three by three Tvaos, fingers. How do we know can acquire tuma with wool and flax? Because then the, the Torah added the letters veha beged. So the two extra letters and the garment came to add not only a proper garment becomes impure when it comes to tzaraz, but even a little garment of three by three fingers. This is the source of the libur. Let me just get a little bit of a drink. Okay. <coughs> so this, this is the limud. Now the Gemara is going to is gonna try to refute this, but the Gemara is going to defend itself. Says the Gemara, Veima lerabos shlosha al shlosha. If you need an extra drasha, an extra limud, to add something to a garment, why you went to such a stringent measure to even something so small should also be able to catch tuma. Maybe this letter Vav and Hey only came to add tuma in a bigger garment that is three tfahim by three tfahim. Shlosha al shlosha masculine three tfahim by three tfahim. Says Gemara, no, for that I don't need a pasuk. That is from a kalva homer. Kalva homer is by logic. The love kalva homeru. That I know by logic. Ashta mitame. So another chidush of the pasuk regarding tsaras that also th- uh, strings, also something is called ra- uh, rap, wa- warp. I'm sorry for the pronunciation. W a r p warp and woof. So shesi and erev 
is two different ways that you can use to, to produce garments even before they, they are a garment. Even that can accept tuma. <coughs> let, me, let me go to the right pronunciation of that. Look in the footnote number 16. <coughs> it says, or in the warp or in the woof of the linen of the wool. So warp consists of threads that run along the length of a fabric. The woof consists of threads that crisscross at right angles throughout the wrap. So the Torah includes even these regarding tzaras, even before they became a garment, if they are exposed to, to tzaras, uh, when, when the, the tzaras of the garment, this, even this can become tzaras. So says the Gemara, it's a kalvachomer. If even this can become tzaras, can become tamer, shlosha, shlosha mevoi, so something <coughs> that is already into a garment of three tfachim, but three tfachim, do I need a verse to tell me? For sure not. So that I know as a kalvachomer from this. So therefore the, the pasuk ve'abeged is coming to add even smaller. Three fingers by three fingers. Says the Gemara Iyachi, if that's the way you're learning it. So maybe shalosh shalosh nami leisiv kalvachomer. If you're telling me that it comes to reason from this Shesivaerev, warp and woof from a Kalvachomer, well done even the small garment of three by three fingers, also learn it from the Kalvachomer. Says Gemara, no. El Ashlosha, Ashlosha, a bigger garment of three by three tfachim, the Chazu ben Lashinim Melanim, and it's already usable even for wealthy people as for poor people. So that one, since it's already a proper garment, also be Kalvachomer. That we can learn from the Kalvachomer. But something so small, shalosh or shalosh, three by three fingers, that only Nanimu de Chazian, only poor <coughs> people can benefit from that such a small garment. La Shirim lo Chazian, rich people wouldn't use such a small garment. Lo asi be Kalvachomer. That it wouldn't come so much by reasoning from the, from the Shesian Derev, from the warp and the woof. And therefore, Tama rather the Xiv Kra. We needed the Pasuk Vehabegen, with the Vav and the He extra to include them. Alo Kra, no, it wouldn't be for the extra letters in the word, Lo Gamrino Bekalvachomer. We wouldn't be able to learn them from the Kalvachomer. The Gemono says, okay, but maybe well, let's use the verse. To, to, to teach a different thing. The Eima, maybe the letter Vav and the letter He, to include something, to include garments three by three tfachim, but in other materials besides wool and flax. Says Gemara, no, because explicitly over there, Amakra, Begetse, Merufishtim. Now look in the footnotes. Really, what the Gemara means to bring is a different verse. That's why Gemara is going to bring it further down. It's the verse, Beget Semer, over Beget Pishtim. 
So it's explicitly the Torah said only garments of wool and only garments of linen, of flax. Any other type of materials, of textiles, they won't receive this tumor. Says the Gemara, okay, but maybe, maybe when the Torah says only that, that only wool and flax, other materials, no, maybe that's regarding the smaller garments of three by three fingers. But maybe larger garments, bigger, three by three tfachim, maybe also in other textiles, would also be susceptible of receiving tumor. The Gemara says, no, why? Because it's written twice, look in Rashi, and it's in the footnote number 25, that is not... Is not really the verse that the Gemara is quoting now, but it really means to say there's twice when the Chumash mentions, looking for the number 25, rather the Gemara is noting that the Tsaras passage makes two reference to a woolen or linen garment. A, Beget Semer or Beget Pishtim, in a woolen garment or in a linen garment, that is in Leviticus 13.47, and then, on the second time, a garment of wool or linen, also in Leviticus, when now is in verse 59. So, what the Gemara means to say, <coughs> since there is two verses, and twice the Torah says only wool and only flax, only linen, so therefore, it comes to exclude both the size of 3 by 3 tvachim and the size by 3 by 3 it's vows fingers uh, can only acquire tumor in wool and in flax. So, one for three by three fingers and one by three by three tvachim. Um, now the Gemot is going to question to Rava. <clears throat> if you remember at the beginning of this side of the page, according to Rava, Shlosha Shlosha Beshar Begadim, a garment big, three tfachim by three, by three tfachim in other uh, textiles, in other materials besides wool and flax, that is the difference between Rabbi Shimon and Lazar and the student of the yeshiva of, uh, of Tani Devi Rabbi Shmuel. But according to Rabbi Shimon Lazar, Eisle, that according to Rava, according to Rabbi Shimon Lazar, garments bigger than three tfachim would also be susceptible to receive tumor, even in other materials. But only to the Tani Devi Rabbi Shmuel, Eisle. According to him, they wouldn't, only flax and wool. So says the Gemara, Shlosha, Shlosha, Beshar Begodim, garments big, Trivahit Fahim, in other materials, Minale. According to Rabbi, according to Rabbi Shimon Lazar, what would be the source in the Torah for that? Says the Gemara, Nafka, this is the verse, Mi Ho Veged. There's a different verse, 
in uh, over there in the loss of a tzaraz, I said, or a garment. So we're going to see soon from the word ho, alevav, or, that comes to include in garments three by three, tfachim, other materials besides wool and flax. The tanya, because we have a brisa. Look in the footnotes. Rashi has an issue with the word Vetania, the Tanya, because he's been taught in a Brisa. Because according to Rashi, if now the Gemara is about to call a Brisa, according to Rove, how could Abaye, Dina Namora, disagree with the Brisa? So according to Rashi, this is not a Brisa. He takes out the word Vetania, and it's just Rove's own learning of the verse. According to Toysos, say, what is the big deal? If we any, any way we know is a Machlokes Tanaim, is an argument over here in the Mishnayos, <coughs> the Brisos. So say that this Tana, according to Abaye, doesn't hold, Rabbi Shemilosa doesn't hold like this Tana. So you don't have to delete the word the Tanya. Okay, so this is the teaching. Beged. So again, the Torah brought the word Beged, which means garment. So if there would only be the word Beged, any Ela Beged <coughs> would be only a proper garment. Now, shlosha, shlosha, what about something that is not a proper garment, but is a piece of material big enough, three tfachim by three tfachim, beshar begadim, in other materials besides wool and flax, minayin, how do we know can also acquire tuma? Talmulomar, hoi vegen. So the extra word, alevav, ho, or, comes to include that. So according to Rabbi, that's the source, <coughs> according to Rabbi Shimon Lazar, that garments bigger than three by three tfachim can also get too many other materials. The Avaye, so going back to Avaye, that according to Avaye, he, he wouldn't hold like that, eh, Rabbi Shimon Lazar. Hai ho veged mai avile. So what, do, what does Avaye, according to him, do we learn from the word ho? Says the Gemara Mibaile, the Rabbos, Shalosh al Shalosh, Betzemun Fishtim, the Metame de Shrotim. No, this is already for a different alaha, not the alaha of Tsarat, rather it's the alaha of Sheretz. Sheretz is these croppy things, not croppy, crawly, crawly things. They ate reptiles, Shrotim, that if they die, their, their corpus, corpuses, they transmit tuma. So, says Abaye, we need the word o, because we saw in the previous teaching, in the previous side of the, the previous page, that the Torah only included small garments of three by three, etzbaos, fingers, only regarding uh, tzarat. So, we needed this word o to include them, not only for Tzarat, but only for, also for Shratzim, that can get Tuma. Verove, Sezove, Galir Rahmana, Gevene Goyim. No, I don't need that regarding Shratzim. It's enough for the Torah to tell me regarding the guy means Tzarat, Radin Shratzim, and I use the attribute of Mamatzinu. What do I find? So if I find that the Torah said that garments, three by three, it's vows, three by three fingers, get the tuma regarding 
Tzarat, then I would know that the same rule would apply regarding Shratzi. The Avaye says, no, when you make a Vin and Av, that when you, once you find something here, you can bring it there, you can only make that Vin and Av if there's no kashas, if there's no more stringencies in one than the other. But if you find in one of the, in the, in the stringency, you can break the Vin and Av, you cannot say, oh, just like here is like this, over there is also like that. What is the thing you can ask? Oh, we have a stringency exclusive to Tzaraz. And that is that you have the Shesi Ba'erev. The warp and the goof becomes Tami, but not in Shratzim. So therefore, I wouldn't learn Shratzim from Negoim. And according to Robe, how can he indeed learn the Mamatsino when you have such a kasha? Says Robe, if you think, if there's room for you to think that Saras is more stringent than Negaim and to break the, the, the Mamatsino, lift of Rahmana, then the Torah would have written this Alaha Gavesh Ratzim. Instead of greeting, writing it in a gaim, the Torah would have written that pasuk in shrotim, and the Torah would have bring us the teaching in the different direction from shrotim to negoyim. <coughs> so by the fact that the Torah didn't do that, you see that tzarat is not more stringent than shrotim, and if it's not more stringent, you can make a mamatzinu and bring whatever the Torah taught in tzarat in tzaras to also learn it in Shratim. Ve'idach, and according to Avaye, no, negayim in Shratim lo asu, no, that would be telling me the Torah would have not been able to do that, to write this Allah in Shratim and, and bring it to negayim. Why? There's also some stringency that you could have asked. Ba'le Shratim sheken metame vekeradasha. So, the stringency of Sheretz, <coughs> that the tumor of this uh, crawly animal is so strong that even if you have the size of a lentil of this animal, transmits tumor. But when it comes to tzaras, it needs to be bigger. It has to be the size of a bean. So you see that we cannot learn one from the other and the other from the one. So according to Abaye, you cannot, uh, you need <coughs> the word oi to bring specifically that the tomb of three by three would also apply in reptiles, in uh, shratim. Okay. Now let's move to a little bit of a different topic, not completely different, but now Abaye says, you know what? There's another prisa. There's another, I'm sorry, there's another Tana, another student of the yeshiva of Rabbi Shmuel, that he had a different learning. That he contradicts, mafik, excludes, Meidak Tana Devi Rabbi Shmuel, of the first one. So we have two students of the house of Rabbi Shmuel and saying opposite things. The Tani Rabbi Ishmael, because <coughs> says a second b'risa in the name of the student of Rabbi Ishmael, it says beggar, garment. Any la beggar, 
same as with beach team as we saw previously, that only garments of wool and linen flax can become tamil. Oh, how do we know that even <coughs> other materials <coughs> can also become tamil? Minayle rabo is, how do we know that we can include for impurity? Semer gmalim, hair of camels is not included in wool. Wool of the Torah is just of sheep. Already from a camel is not considered wool. So how do I know that also hair of a camel can become impure? Any garment made out of that? And... <coughs> Let's say So <coughs> according <coughs> to the Torah translation of the word Arnevet, Arnavim is rabbit. So if you make a garment out of the hair of a rabbit, or not a shalizim, or also hair of a goat, or shiraim, srikin. So these are different types of silk, whether just normal silk of a silk of kalach, of silk of a corded silk. We have all these three at the beginning of the chapter. How do we know any of these garments also can acquire tuma? Tamulomar hoiveged. So we just saw previously the word hoiveged <coughs> was used to, to include sherets in tuma. Over here this, this Tana uses the word ho to include all other garments besides wool and flax. So according to Abaye, this is a machlok. This is these two tanaim, they, they, they don't agree in, in their Allah. They are, they are, the, the previous one said it's only on Pishtim, and this one is Pishtim and, and Semer, and this one is saying it's in everything. Rabbi Amar says, Rabbi, no, don't make a disagreement between these two tanaim of the same yeshiva. Rather, we have to say the following. So, in which case, the, the, for that student of the house of Ishmael, there is no two main other garments, only shalosh al shalosh, only in small garments, that is the size three fingers by three fingers. That was the first time of Rabbi Ishmael. But even the first Tana of the house of Rabbi Shmuel would agree that larger garments, three tfachim by three tfachim, Eisle, they would, yes, be able to receive Tuma even in other materials besides wool and flax. They would, hold on! They are Rove, who they are, told us that no, the Shlosha, Shlosha, Beshar Begadim, that bigger garments, three by three tfachim, in other textiles, the Rabbi Shimon Lazar Eisle, the Rabbi Shmuel Eisle, that only according to Rabbi Shimon Lazar, already big garments can acquire two mine other materials, but according to the Tana Rabbi Shmuel, they wouldn't. So says Gemara, Adver Rove Meahim. So the Gemara says, Rove changed his mind. Once Rove saw this second brisa. In the name of Atana Rabbi Shmuel, he changed his mind not to make a machloikis between two students of the same yeshiva, and therefore he said everybody would agree. Rabbi Shimon Lazar and the Tana Rabbi Shmuel, that only 
when it, in regards to a small garment of three by three fingers, only if it's wool and flax can receive tumor. But if it's as big as three tfachim by three tfachim, which is 30 centimeters by 30 centimeters, then everybody would agree that even other materials can receive tumor. This is one answer. They say, and if you want, we can say there wasn't Robert the one that said this last teaching, rather was Rapapa. Rapapa is the one that said this. Rapapa Amar, because listen what Rapapa said. I've called, look in the first Brisa. The first Brisa in the previous page said, let me read it to you, it's easier for me not with Ashkol, just to go to the previous head of the, to page 26b. So, Tanel Verishmael, he said, O'il benem bruve godim betorah stam. Since the Torah mentioned in many cases of a tumor without telling which type of garments. And in one of them, which is Torah, specifically the Torah said only wool and flax. So, just like over there, is Tzemeru Pishtim. So, also all of the rest is only wool and linen. So says the Rabbapa, these words, Afkol, also all the rest, Latui, he didn't come to speak about Tuma, rather to speak about Kilaim, Shabnes. According to Rabbapa, the first time of Rabbi Ishmael, he's speaking about Shabnes. He's coming to tell you which garments, if you mix two types of garments, you're going to you want transgress Shabnes. That it's only wool and linen. Says the Gemara, are you serious? Kilaim lotil pishtim yachdav. Do we need to learn sharpness from tzaras that sharpness is only with wool and linen? There's a beforeish pasuk in Tvanim Chabais that says when the Torah says don't wear a mixture sharpness, it says semen pishtim. It's only wool and linen and flax. I don't need to learn it from tzaras. No, there was room to say, when the Torah over here in Dvarim says only wool and linen, when you uh, wear them as a proper garment, wearing them, when you are only covering with a garment that is also prohibited in Shannes from Baikra, there was room to say, not only wool and linen, but any cotton, anything. If you put cotton and wool, cotton and linen, any combination of two would be prohibited to cover yourself. So that's why we needed to learn it from Tsaras. Are you serious? The love Kalva Homeru. That also is included in Dvarim regarding Shannis. If regarding a proper wearing a garment, that entire body gets benefits from the garment. Mikilaim and the Torah says, if it's, it's come from Kilaim, Amrat Semerupishtimin, the Torah came to say, no, only wooden linen would be forbidden. But a proper garment, if it's a polyester with cotton, or cotton with wool, would be okay, even with a proper garment. Just to cover yourself with a little bit of a poncho on top of you, a, a, a scarf, 
of, of, of a cotton and wool, not all the morsel would be okay. I don't need to learn that from from Tzaraz. Ela de Rapapa, Bedusa. He says, no. This teaching of Rapapa is a Bedusa. Bedusa is a nice way to say it's a nonsense. It's like a fiction. Okay. Rabbi Sai, have a wonderful, good day. Let's see you either later. We'll see you tomorrow.